are going to talk about faith tonight. Hallelujah. We are Faith Family Church, right? We are talking about how to walk in the faith of God. We've been in Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 is all about how faith, how the faith of God operates, right? And how faith comes. So turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. We, we talked about it last week. We're going to kind of launch off from here this week, and we're going to keep going into this. God wants you to have the ability to operate in faith, by his faith, so that you can lay hold of everything that he's provided for you. Isn't it amazing that when you read the Bible, you see that his will is always yes. His answers are always yes. What he's done for one, he's done for all. God has no, there's no part of his plan for your life for you to have any sickness or any disease in your life. Any infirmity, any weakness, that's not his plan. There is no plan in God's, in God's plan for you. There's no part of it that includes any poverty or lack. Not, not any part of it, right? There is no part of God's plan for your life where you are, are, are to struggle with depression, anxiety, fear, terror. There's no, there's no part of his plan for your life that you are ever to walk in that. There is no plan for his life for you to ever lack Anything that's a desire of your heart. His desire is that you gain, gain access to that through faith and bring it into this realm so that you could ex experience it. God wants you to walk out every desire of your heart. He's placed them in there. He laid out, your, he laid out your the plan for your life. And he made you so that that plan will excite you and satisfy you like nothing else. There is no plan for your life that God has where any addiction will be able to control your life. There is no plan. So you say, well, pastor, that, that sounds good, but, well, there's no but. Satan operates as an outlaw. He doesn't play by the rules he will kill you with sickness and disease. He will completely bind you with addiction. He will completely rack your mind with depression, anxiety, fear, all of these things. But he's got to get you involved to do it. He's got to get you to speak and act on his thoughts and on his word so that he can, he can literally motivate you through your thoughts and your actions to build the prison that will imprison you. Now, is there anyone here that wants any part of his plan for your life? Well, of course not, right? So I've got good news for you tonight. God has given you a measure of his faith. He has made you brand new, and then he put his spirit on the inside of you so that you can know, have revelation knowledge of all the things that he's freely given you, and then 
He told you how his faith operates so that you can have and operate in the very faith of God so that you can bring into this realm everything he's already provided for you. So if you have any part of his plan going on in your life tonight, rejoice because we're going to talk about how to get it out of your life. Amen? And how for it never to come back. Boy, believe it, church. His word is true. His word is not subject to change. It is forever settled in heaven, and the one who is holding the universe together watches over his word to perform it. Amen? So let's go. Did you find Romans chapter 10 yet? Verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So then faith cometh. We said, remember that first word by is the Greek word ek. It means faith comes out of hearing. Hearing. Bible hearing. It's the Greek word akoe. It, le- it, it literally means to hear with a willingness to do. We don't come to God deciding. This is thrilling because, guys, if you know faith comes this way and you could receive everything by faith, does it say that faith comes by not taking medicine? It doesn't say that, does it? Does it say that faith comes by not having a surgical procedure? Does it come... Does it say that faith comes when your behavior is really, really good? It doesn't say that, does it? It says faith comes by hearing, by a willingness to do. Faith comes. This word has within it, you're allowing God's word to speak to you because there's a willingness that you are willing to do it. See, God... You can't hear if you're not willing because he would have to violate your will for you to hear it. And there's a big difference between hearing and listening, right? You know, I've known people that they come to church and they come, they're they're at church. There's been people that have come and visited us. One guy came because he was doing research on us to give the world his opinion of Faith Family Church, right? Well, you know what? That poor gentleman didn't hear anything because he was coming to catch me to say something wrong, right? You know, you feel like just going, gosh, that's really what you feel called to, right? We've had people come to this church and, and, and literally go, you know, the call on my life is to judge all of the pastors in Omaha and the surrounding areas. Right? Okay. Wow, that, what's your name? I, I, I'm going to just, Lord, can I pray for this guy? Because, wow, you're going to live your life in the judgment seat. But then there's people like a lot of us, right? I'm coming because I'm hearing life. And I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to allow God's word to speak to my heart. It doesn't matter how I feel about it. I'm going to do it because I know he's good. So this is what this is talking about. So then faith comes by hearing or it comes out of hearing 
And hearing comes by, different Greek word, hearing comes through the word of God. Or you could say it this way, hearing comes because of the word of God. Or you could say hearing originates out from the word of God. What are you saying? You're not hearing if you're not hearing the word. Right? So that's why you need to put yourself in an environment where you always hear the word. Has any of you ever been tempted this week to listen to someone either on TV in your life that was saying something other than the word of God? Absolutely. Do you know the number one person that you got to be careful for? If we had a mirror, we could, we could just show them to you. I don't want a show of hands, but how many of you have spoken stuff out of your life about your life that does not, that does not line up with what God's word says? The Holy Spirit is on the inside of you to help you in that area. The person to your right, the person to your left, the person behind you, the person in front of you, or the person standing right here where I'm at, it's not our job. I'm so grateful we don't have the confession police around here right? We have wonderful officers that are here for our safety, but notice, man, they're not cuffing people for saying stupid stuff. Thank goodness, right? God will help you. See, sometimes you're speaking death over your life and you don't even know it, right? So literally, this, this verse would say, if you take the Greek meanings, it says, so then faith comes out of or originates from hearing, and hearing through or because of the word of God. Or you could say it this way, the words of Christ. Or you could say it this way, from hearing the anointed word. Right? So that's where faith originates. So now I'm meditating in the word of God. It's first place in my life, I'm coming to the word of God. My whole walk with the Lord is I have a willingness to do it. I want him to speak to my heart. Now here's the thing. You can live your life with that heart attitude, but you know what? You could have that heart attitude and still mess up. So you gotta be ready when your behavior goes a wrong way. Don't beat yourself up. You do what? Confess it. God says, if you sin, any sinful behavior, what does he say? You say about it what I say about it. That first of all, it's sin. I'm not blaming anybody else. I did it. I chose it. I allowed the nature in my flesh to side with my unrenewed mind, and I went in a direction that was contrary to the word of God. Father, I acknowledge that it's sin, and Father, I confess that before you right now. What does it say the Bible says? It says he is faithful and he's also has a legal right. He's just to forgive you, right? He's already, it's already been condemned. But he forgives you of that behavior, cleanses you of the unrighteousness, and he goes, come on, let's go. So you gotta be ready for that. Because Satan, when you live your life wanting to please the Lord and wanting to do good, 
He will show you and magnify everything, every weakness, anything that you're walking in. And to that, when he says shame on you, you need to go, no, 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 no. My shame was put on Jesus. And I was made his righteousness. So you shut up and get out and then you walk. Father, I thank you for your mercy, for your love, and you jump right back in. Does that make sense? So here we go. So then faith comes out of or originates by hearing, and hearing comes through or because of the anointed words of Christ. So that's how it originates. I meditate in the word, and now the Holy Spirit is opening it up on the inside of me. And now light is coming to my spirit, and I'm learning things. Now I'm meditating in it, so I'm speaking it as this is happening and the Holy Spirit is using my tongue. It says in the Old Testament that our tongue is as the pen of a ready writer. He uses my tongue to etch that word on my heart. My spirit then turns that into a thought and communicates that to my mind. And now when, that, when the word of God, revelation knowledge, hits my mind, it renovates my thinking. It pulls out old detrimental thought processes, right? It pulls them out. It, it, re, it puts new processes in there that are life, and it renovates my thinking. So now my, the word was in my heart. Now it's renewing my mind. And now go to Hebrews chapter 10. Let's look at the other end of this. Hebrews 10, 23. God says this, hold, let us Hold fast, Hebrews 10, 23, to the profession of our faith without wavering because he is faithful who promised. So now I'm hearing him on the inside as a result of me meditating and speaking. And now I'm, I'm meditating and speaking the word to get it in my heart. But now that it's in my heart, whatever's in abundance in my mind will start coming out of my mouth so now, because it's in abundance, it'll start coming out of my mouth. And the enemy's going to throw circumstances at you, people. The world system is designed to create fear and unbelief, to steal, kill, and destroy. Why? There, the world system, the enemy will use anything he can to try to get you to let go of that word. But if you don't let go... You got in faith. You seized hold of it. You have his word. If you won't let go, you will see whatever you're believing God for on the outside. There is no power in the universe that could keep that from happening. So this is why Hebrews 10.23 is huge. Let us notice this walk of faith is not alone. It's us. So in other words, as I'm walking... As Jeanette and I are walking, we're, we're let us, with our church family, let us, let us do what? Hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. The profession of our faith. That's a little, that's a little vague in the King James. That word is the Greek word homo logeo. It literally means to say the same thing. It's many times translated confession. Let us hold fast to saying the same thing 
about our situation that God says. Now that will, that will bother your flesh a little bit. Right? Because every time you're like, man, I'm just so tired. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not faint. Can't walk around saying, I'm so tired. I'm just burnt out. Right? Oh, man, we have all kinds of scriptures about how everything is fresh. If you meditate in the word, your leaf won't wither. Well, I'm just working too hard in the ministry or in my career. That's why I'm, that's why I'm burnt out. No. No, no, you're toiling. You're depleted spiritually. That's why. Right? Can't say I can't do something. Because the words, what does the word say? Oh, I can do all things. Man, that'll, your flesh will be like, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but to walk in the faith of God, you have to make a decision. I'm going to hold fast to say only what he says. Right? Do you know when you do that, your mouth will actually become an anchor to you? Do you know you could actually talk yourself in to faith? When you find God's answer in that word, when you find what his will is, you say it over and over and over. Do you know how many Christians are walking around saying, man, I am so bound by the enemy. That's impossible. You've been delivered out of the delegated influence. Oh man, I'm just wrecking the whole deliverance ministry thing right here. You've been delivered once and for all, the Bible says, out of the delegated authority of darkness and put into the kingdom of God's dear son. No, no, the only person that has bound you is you. You have, you have literally made a decision that I'm not going to believe the word of God. I'm going to believe what I'm feeling. Is depression real? Yeah. Will it cause, will it, will it cause chemical imbalances? All this stuff, it'll cause physical problems. But he's your healer. And why am I saying that? If you will just go, listen, I am going to live my life saying what he said. Hold fast to saying what God said because he, why? He's faithful that promised. Well, I'm so lonely. Time out. You're a Christian. No, 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 no. You might feel lonely, but you're not alone. There is nowhere you can go and be alone. The one who is life is with you. So now, let's talk about the operation of the faith of God. Go to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Mark eleven twenty-two. 22. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus takes an opportunity. He's, he's with his disciples. They're on their way to Bethany. He sees a fig tree afar off. He sees leaves on it. It should have figs on it. He goes up to it. it the, basically, the tree says to him, not verbally, but with, because of the way it was, there was no figs. The tree basically said to him, you're not having figs for breakfast this morning. And then it says, Jesus answered the tree and said, no man will eat fruit of you from now or forever. Right? Jesus 
He, he's just like his father. Can't stand when things look one way on the outside, but they're another way on the inside. Jesus, man, had mercy upon mercy, but religious leaders, you are a whitewashed tomb full of dead men's bones. You may look real good on the outside, but it disgusts me because of who you've chosen to be on the inside. So he curses this fig tree. They go into Jerusalem. They do their thing. They come back. They're going to go back to Bethany. They walk by the tree. Obviously, nobody says anything. The tree looks exactly the same. You know, I bet Peter was over there going, man, hey, did you guys notice that tree? It looks, it looks fine. He cursed it this morning, though. Then they go to sleep. They wake up the next morning. They're walking back into Jerusalem. And now Peter's like, oh, my gosh, check this out. Probably the way back the night before, he's over, John, look at that. Maybe, maybe there's one time when it won't work. John's probably slapping him, shut up. You know, you're wrong. So then the next morning, John's probably like, check, look. Then Peter with his big mouth, Lord, the tree you cursed, it's dried up from the root. And then Jesus takes this time to answer all of his disciples because they were all checking this thing out. And he says to them, have the faith of God. You could translate it in the Greek, have the God kind of faith, have the faith that God has. Isn't that just the way God is? He wants you to have what he has. That's how come you could always tell satanic leadership. Satanic leadership is like, you're going to live like this, but I'm going to live like this. I'm going to live a different way. You have to do this, but no, not me. I'm going to do, do something different. God is always like, I want you to have what I have. That's how you could always tell. Have. This word have is the Greek word echo. It literally means have, but here's another thing. It also means hold. And here's another thing, it means use. He wants you to have, hold, and use the faith of God. That's what God wants for your life. Have faith in God. Have, hold, and use the faith of God. The God kind of faith. Jesus is now, what he's doing is he is teaching his disciples how to deal with every unfruitful situation and circumstance in their lives. So we better listen. Don't ever sit there and go, oh, I know that verse. Whew. Right? Because Jesus is telling you and I how to deal with every unfruitful situation or circumstance in our life. Everything that every mountain you'll ever face, he is now telling you how to deal with it. Faith always speaks to the mountain, doesn't speak about it. It speaks to it, right? Words of faith always work first in the unseen realm and then work their way out into the seen realm. If you would have waited to see that tree dried up from the root, you would have been the last to know. Jesus knew when he cursed it, 
that, that word of God went right to the unseen root of that tree and cursed it. And it dried up from the root out. When you speak to cancer, the word of God will go right to the root of cancer, the spiritual root of it, and break it. And then healing will work its way out through all the cellular levels of your body until your body is whole. Right? But you have to hold fast. But if you will, if you will, man, nothing can stop it. I don't care what ailment it is. I don't care what financial situation it is. Because the minute you speak the word out of your mouth that you believe, God performs it. Right? Everything is unseen to seen. Right? When Jesus is in a boat, he's asleep. He says, we're going to the other side. They wake him up and say, Master, don't you care? We're perishing. He's like, man, why do you guys have no faith? And then he goes out there, and what does he do? He spoke to the wind, and then he commanded the sea. The unseen, the seen. All, it's always that way. So don't worry. Don't fret if when you believe you receive, you don't see it right away. Don't even fret if many times it gets worse. It's all right. It can't outdo the word of God. I like what Brother Keith Moore says. He says, you've never met a person that got in faith and stayed in faith that you did not see the answer to their prayer in this realm. Right? It's, now, this is good news. This is how you deal with every unfruitful situation. Right now, whatever it is, I'm telling you, write it down. Write this date down. And then you get scripture, get two or three scriptures that tell you what God's will is. And if you can't figure it out, ask Pastor Edwin, ask me, ask Pastor Torian or Lisa, anybody, Pastor Jeanette, all, you know, just get with people. There's a lot of people that could help you to find the will of God in scripture. And when you have the will of God, you keep that in your mouth, right? And you will see that mountain, that mountain will be moved out of your way. So now, verse 23, now he's going to talk about one application of the faith of God. He's going to talk about faith against something. He's going to talk about how to deal with every problem, everything that gets in your way from the enemy. That's what Mark eleven twenty three 23 is for. You have to talk to your problems. All of them have ears. All of them do. All sickness and disease has ears. All poverty and lack has ears. It all can hear. But it doesn't, it's not going to listen to you. It's going to listen and hearken to the word of God because God will enforce it. Right? He says, for verily, most assuredly, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, whatever that mountain is in your life, be removed, be cast into the sea, 
and shall not doubt in his heart. Now remember, we talked about this. The word heart is the word, oh, what did you say? Cardia. G2588, right? Shall not doubt in his heart. This is talking about the soul or the mind. It's the seat, remember? We talked about this last week. Of your thoughts, your passions, your desires, your appetites, your feelings, your impulse, your affection, and your intellect. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in their mind or their soulish realm, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. He'll have it. And we've said this many times. This verse talks about saying three times. It talks about believing once. Telling us forever that we're going to have three times the trouble with the saying part. Right? Man, Satan hates when you speak the word. He'll try to make you feel stupid. He'll try to bring people in your life, right? Because in every faith battle, you're going to eventually have to take your faith public. But you wait till he leads you to do that. If you're diagnosed with something, go, don't tell your whole family. Right? Because then when you start to speak the word, they're going to be like, oh boy, they lost it. And you're going to have to deal with that nonsense. Right? So let's look at this. Faith, from what we hear right here, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, it involves believing God's word and then releasing what you believe by saying it. Okay? I love the word saith, but shall believe that those things which he saith, this means to say, to speak, to affirm. When I'm speaking, I'm not speaking to communicate. I'm speaking to put spiritual law in motion. Satan, you're trying to steal, kill, and destroy, and I'm putting spiritual law in motion so that I can walk in Zoe life. You can't do it. I'm not going to let you. You can't have my physical health anymore. You can't have my family. You can't have, right? Whatever it is. You cannot have my financial life anymore. You and I will never rise above our confession. Right? If I say what God says, I will have what I say. You got to say what God says. Faith begins where the will of God is known. People that diss on this kind of teaching, they will say, and, and you know, they have examples of some Star Trek Word of Faith Christians that are, you know, I mean, boldly going where no, the word has not gone. Faith begins where the will of God is known. You can't be in faith without the will of God. Why? Because faith comes by hearing his word. His word is his will. Right? So let's keep going with this. Our words are what governs our life. How you get things in you is you keep saying them. 
So you want to be careful. Remember, we went through this last week. Somebody is sent, they proclaim, you hear, then you believe, and then you call. So you got to be careful who you're hearing, what you're hearing, and you got to be careful how you're hearing. Right? And boy, I'll tell you, listen, you're going to deal and minister to people that just want to talk about their problems. It does not help them. But you don't, don't, don't tell them, hey, shut up, grow up. No, 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 remember, God works with them where they are. Somebody is not going to change what they're saying until they want to. And they can't change what they're saying unless they see something different. So that's why you minister the word to where people are at. You meet them where they're at, but you give them the word of God as the Holy Spirit. You allow the Holy Spirit to minister. Because what happens is a person starts seeing something different. And then they could speak a different way. Okay? So don't, don't, we don't beat people up with the word. I mean, has it ever taken you a year to get something? Has it ever taken you a decade to get something? How about 20 or 30 years? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't say that when I was young. Yeah, keep counting, yeah. For me, you know, has it ever taken me like 55 years to get something? Because probably six years old, I might have maybe understood a couple things, right? Probably not when I was six, but... Man, I'll tell you, God never gives up on you, though, right? So now verse 24. Now this is another, this is talking about another application of faith, of the faith of God. This is faith to receive something. Faith in the operation of prayer. So in other words, Mark 11, 23 is how you deal with everything that the enemy's trying to bring in your life. Mark eleven twenty four is how you pray and believe that you receive those things that God wants you to have. Does that make sense? Because that, that, that seems so confusing to some people. So, so what do I do here? Right? And they get all mixed up because they're like, well, so... If I'm praying about something, don't I still speak? Well, yeah, after you pray. But this is how faith operates when you pray, to receive something. Look at what it says. Therefore, if you, now, now here's a deep theological statement about Bible interpretation. When you see the word therefore, you look at the scriptures that you just read to see why it's therefore. So in other words, because God wants you to operate in his faith and because if there's a mountain in your life, if you'll speak to it, not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say come to pass, you will have whatever you say. Therefore, I say unto you what things soever you desire. This word desire means to call for, to require, to make a demand for, this word has in it to crave. What things soever you desire, when you pray, when you pray, you believe that you receive them, and the Bible says you shall have them. In other words, 
When I pray, I believe that I receive what God says he's given me, right? And, and at a different point in time, it could be a couple seconds, it could be whatever. But if I believe I receive, at some point I will have in this realm. But I believe I receive it now, right? Father, I thank you. How, how do you deal with sickness? Right? Father, I thank you that it's written. It's written that you sent your word and healed me. Psalm 1720. Psalm 103. You heal all my diseases. Father, I thank you that it's written in Isaiah 53, 4 through 6, that Jesus bore my sickness, carried my pain. With his bruise, I, I was healed. 1 Peter 2.24, it's written, by whose stripes or by whose bruise I am healed, right? You keep going. Matthew 8.17, Father, it's written, Jesus himself bore my sickness and carried my pain on that cross because it's written in Galatians 3.13 that Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law being made a curse for me. Where? Because it's written, cursed is he who hangs on a tree. It happened when he hung on that cross. So Father, it is written, Right? So what do I do? So Father, right now, I'm calling for my healing. I'm requiring my healing. I thank you that you said you gave it to me. So Father, I just believe I receive it. I take it right now in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to jump over into Mark 11:23. Now mountain of sickness, I speak to you in the name of Jesus, you leave my body. If it's arthritis, arthritis, you leave my body. If it's a knee problem, knee, whatever is, whatever is wrong with my knee, you, fix, you will work perfectly. I'm speaking to you. I'm declaring, in Jesus' name, be healed. Right? So now I speak, and I, I don't doubt in my heart, but I believe that those things which I say will come to pass. What happens when I do that? God goes to work to perform it because he's already given it to me. Father, I just believe that I receive. Say it, my healing. Because Jesus bore it. If it's freedom from anxiety, depression, depression, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. You have no legal right messing with me. I command you to leave. Satan, I bind you. I shut you down. I cancel your assignments. You take your hands off my mind. Right? And then what do you do? Having done all the stand, you just stand. Gotta go. What's left to do after that point? Father, I just thank you that I'm healed. Every time a thought, go to the doctor, and they're like, man, this thing's getting worse. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. And then when you leave, Father, I thank you that I believe your report. I declare that I am healed. Let every man be a liar, but let God be true. Amen. Right? You might have to speak to your checkbook. You might have to speak to your financial life. I command increase to come into my life. Poverty and lack, I speak to you. You leave my life. You are defeated. I've been redeemed from the curse of poverty and lack. See, you can't speak boldly if you're not fully persuaded of what the word says. Do you see how that operates? So is it, is it just 
okay, if I do Mark eleven twenty four, then I, I can't do Mark eleven twenty three. No, no, they flow together. He said, have the faith of God. This is how it operates. And here's the cool thing. Guess who's on the inside of you? The God that we call the mighty Holy Spirit. And he will lead you and guide you. He'll train you in this. So Moffat's translation says it this way. So I tell you, whatever you pray for and ask, believe that you got it and you shall have it. So you have to believe that you receive when you pray. You can't fake this. Right? I mean, right now, if you pulled a lottery ticket out of your pocket and you were watching TV or however you find out, and all of a sudden they read your numbers and you just won $200 million, right? Wouldn't that be, yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, do you think, do, do you have the $200 million in your hand right now? No. But wouldn't you believe? I, I believe I received that. I'm, it's mine. I mean, you're already in your mind doing what? Okay, what am I going to do? I'm paying off all my debts. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, what, whatever, right? If, if, you, if you're honoring God, you'll be like, oh, man, this is so cool. This is the tithe. You know, I'm going to forget just the tithe. I'm going to do this. I'm going to write orphanages, ministries. I mean, it'd be so cool. Would you ever, because you didn't see the money, sit there and go, gosh, this is just so hard? No. And this is a world system. That's just man. And you believe it. Do you know you are made to believe God. To where you could be, I mean, when this goes off inside of you, you're like, wow, I just won, I just won God's lottery. This means in every situation of everything, I have it. That's, I mean, is that true or is that not true? That's absolutely true. What do you say? I believe, I receive. I believe I take my healing. Father, thank you. I take my healing right now. Right? I believe that I receive, or you could say I take it right now. And Father, I thank you, and I declare that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Now, sickness, you get out of my body. Satan, you take your hands off. Poverty and lack, you are done. Leave my life in Jesus' name. Right? Everything you need in life has already been laid up for you in the unseen spiritual realm. It's all there. As you hear God's word, faith comes to bring the unseen blessings into this seen realm. It comes through faith. And you've already operated in it because you're born again. You receive salvation. It's how you receive everything else. This happens without any evidence of your senses. This, your senses cannot detect that your prayers have been answered. So stop trying to feel it. Right? You remember the perfume story, right? If I go to buy perfume for my wife, could you imagine when that lady helping me out, she sprays a fragrance on a piece of paper, and she hands it to me, and I put it up to my ear. She'd be like... 
oh boy, here we go. Right? No, my ear can't detect the smell of perfume any more than your senses can detect the unseen things that are happening because of faith. You can't detect it. Right? You must be specific on what you believe that you receive when you pray in order to have it. you got to be specific. Why? Well, because you have to know the will of God. What things soever you desire, whatever you require, whatever you're craving, you know. And, and, and because you could back it up with Scripture. Why do you want to be in health? He wants you in health. Why do you, why do you want to have abundance? Right? Because you're materialistic? Well, you're already messed up. We got we to renew your mind. No, no. If you're a Christian, you want to have a lot of money because you want to bless people. Amen. I mean, it's awesome when you could give away a car. Amen. Right? It's a lot more awesome to give away a car than it is to receive one. I mean, that's just, in, in our hearts, it's just what we're all about. You're not ready to pray the prayer of faith. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, right? You're not ready to play it, pray it until you know the will of God. You have to know the will. And God's word is his will. And Ephesians 5, 1 says, hey, don't be unwise, but you understand what the will of God is. Now, when you get into this thing, listen, if you're in a situation, that's why let us. Go to your godly friends and go, listen, this is what's going on in my life. You don't have to give all the specifics or whatever, but, but what does God's word say about finances? What does it say about depression? What does it say about some different things? Right? And let's, let's take this now and start the process. It's, I, I never thought coming out of the 80s, Really, when I came into this thing, then the 90s, people were so excited, and now we're in the 2020s, and it's starting to get excited again, but we've gone through a season where people who have heard this word, they just don't believe it. They're like, it hasn't worked for me, so therefore it's not true. And because it hasn't worked for you, has nothing to do with what God's word says. You just told me why it doesn't work for you because you don't believe it, right? So now, under the context of this, the faith of God, let's look at 1 John chapter 5. Because it says pretty much the same thing. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and verse 15. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask, it's the same word that was translated desire in Mark eleven twenty four. If we ask, if we what? If we call for, if we make a demand for, if we crave, right? What it says here, this is the confidence that I have that we have in him, that if we ask, call for, require, demand, crave, what why would it be that way? Because he's already given it. Anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, again, it's the same word, whatsoever we call for, make a demand for, require, crave, 
we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of him. This word desired literally means required. It's a different Greek word. So if you ask anything according to God's will, it says, number one, he hears you, right? And if you know he's heard you, you know you already have it, right? I mean, it makes sense. It says it in the Lord's Prayer, you know, give us this day our daily bread. You know what that means? You're sitting at a table at home. Hey, can you pass, pass some of my bread to me? It's your bread. Of course you would have whatever. You, you know when you ask something that he's already given you. Your father, he's already said he gave it to you. And then you ask for it. You call for it. And you know he hears you. You know you have it because he would never say no because he's already gave it to you. Healing, it's already yours. Strength, joy, peace, freedom from addiction, all of these things, it's all yours. That's what he's saying. Our faith is activated to transfer our answer from the unseen realm into the seen realm. Our faith is activated for that purpose. When light comes into your spirit as a result of revelation knowledge from God's word, faith is released to bring your answer from the unseen realm into the seen realm. It's how it works. In other words, we believe, we speak, God performs. It's how it works. Does that make sense? Isn't that deep? Right? It's, it's, it's simple. But here's the thing. you got to know in whom you believe. Because you trust people that you know. You, you can't trust people that you don't know. Right? So let's look at another scripture we've looked at before, but I want to see it again because I want you, I want to show you this other aspect. Philemon, verse 6. Gosh, it's already 821. Wow. How does time go that fast? I, I pray that it goes that fast for you too. In Jesus' name. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, let's, let me just read this to you. Philemon, it only has one chapter, so it's verse 6. It says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. That the communication, this literally means the participation, the fellowship with, of your faith may become effective, may become, may come into existence is what that means. Effectual. This means active, effective, and powerful. How does your faith come into existence and become very powerful and active? This is how it does. By the acknowledging, the recognition, by the full discernment of something. That's revelation knowledge of God's word. 
by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ. So in other words, let me read the Amplified Classic. It'll make even more sense. And I pray that the participation in and the sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is in our identification with Jesus Christ and unto his glory. Literally, this is saying that the participation in and the sharing of your faith may come into being by recognizing and coming into the full discernment of every good thing which is in you in Christ. In other words, if you will start acknowledging what God has given you, you will come to full discernment of what he's given you. And when that happens, it gives access to the faith of God that you have to pull that out from the unseen realm into the seen realm. So the key is you got to speak it. You got to walk around acknowledging. See, a lot of Christians, they don't know what they have. They don't know what they've been given. Why? They don't talk about it. We got a lot of Christians that are walking around saying, well, you know, God's sovereign. You know, and, and, and if he wanted me to have it, I guess I'd have it, but I don't have it, so he must not want me to have it. It's like, please shut up and go read your Bible, right? Or, or run from where you're hearing that nonsense and get around people that are preaching the word because you got to hear it in order to believe it, right? And, in, and you got to believe it in order to speak it. So do you see the upward spiral? This verse is saying, if you will start saying what God says that he's given you, you'll see what he's given you, and then your faith will gain access to it and bring it into this realm for you. Wow. That's how come I said to people who are not honoring God in their finances, start feeding on, on the word of God that says how he is your provider. And all of a sudden, one day, light will go on and you will be fully persuaded and you will not have a problem. We've talked about that, right? I mean, I love hearing the conversations when people make a decision. Wow, I'm just going to, I'm going to tithe or I'm going I'm to honor God in this area or do this or step out here because we know the praise reports that follow. Boy, if you could hear some of the stories that I hear. It's just wonderful. This is so important. If you'll start acknowledging every good thing that is in you in Christ, then the communication of your faith, it becomes effective. Your faith then gains access to what God has given you and will bring it into this realm for you. And it works every time because he never changes he will not fail you, leave you, or forsake you. He will never fail you. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. Not you, him. Amen?